But what it is, is a ramping up tremendously of production to meet what was insatiable demand that has slowed down. Well, hello there, my friends. Chris Marcus here with you for Arcadia Economics. Welcome on into the show. And it is Tuesday again, so time for our weekly update with what is going on on the physical level of the silver market. We'll also touch on gold a bit as well today. And joining me as always is Andy Sheckman of Miles Franklin. Andy, it's good to have you on here again today. How are you doing today? Good to see you too, my brother. I'm well, thank you. Hope you are good. It uh, was a nice restful weekend. Hope you had a good one as well. Well, I sure did. And uh, of course, the silver market always ticking and active and Curious, uh, perhaps a good place to start would be what's going on with the premiums and availability. Obviously, we've seen silver tick down a bit over the past couple of weeks. So curious how that has affected the premiums and anything else on the order flow there. You know, Chris, all I can tell you is that it's so counterintuitive. I mean, the silver supply is being gobbled up globally right now. It's disappearing as fast as as fast as you can try to keep an eye on it, at least in terms of the LME backdooring out of the ETFs and off of COMEX. But it's as, if, it's as if the public at large has bought in hook, line, and sinker to the concept, to the idea of a soft landing, to the idea of uh, inflation coming under control and the markets going back up. And really, you had all of the refineries and all of the major mints over the last couple of years going at breakneck speed to ramp up production. So there's an awful lot of product. There is a softness, if you will, in demand that is not, you know, it's hard because it's not like it was five or six years ago when there was little, if any, demand and the premiums were soft because there was no one buying. That's not the way that it is. There, there's still a good deal of demand in this industry. But what it is, is a ramping up tremendously of production to meet what was insatiable demand that has slowed down, which doesn't make sense to me. I mean, this is the time to be adding to your portfolio. Not only are the prices down, but the premiums are down, truthfully making it the most advantageous time to buy that we've seen in the better part of going on four years. So they haven't gone up, they haven't gone down, but they're attractive. They're at multi-year lows right now. And the availability, which has been really kind of the crux of the whole issue for the last few years where people would make purchases and wait four to six weeks to get it. Well, that's that's not the case right now. There's great av availability, but you know, there's just something tells me that the world is so chaotic that like that something happens and everything reverts to the way it was over the last three years. I'm not making excuses, simply saying that if you're looking to get into the silver market, if you're looking to get into the gold market, if you think things have changed, well, that's one thing. But if you don't think anything's changed for the better in this country, and maybe even getting worse, then this is an opportunity. It's a subsidy, if you will, where the prices are low. The premiums are low. The availability is good. At the same time, the most sophisticated money in, in the world is using that exact environment to empty the coffers, if you will, of all the available industrial size silver. And that's at the top. It'll eventually work its way down when the people who aren't as close to the information wake up to the understanding that you need to have part of this in your portfolio. Okay, makes sense. And 
In terms of, you touched on this a little bit, but in terms of how we saw delays where a couple months ago, you know, certain products, it was either checked back in 2023 or four to six weeks out. So that has subsided for now and things on most products are in stock and available. I haven't had this good of pre, uh, availability in over four years. So yes, we are, we are really loaded up with it as is everyone right now, because, you know, for the last several months, last several years, we had to be very aggressive in purchasing, which would typically be four to six to eight weeks out, if not longer. So that's the, the path that we've stayed upon. Look, I guess we don't believe that this is a sea change, a substantive change in psyche or environment within this industry. It is a sweet spot for those people who are not cynical to think I'm talking my book, this is a sweet spot. At least that's what I believe. That's what my operations believe. And I think that's what most of the companies in this industry believe. And that's why everyone is loaded up on product and the refineries and the mints have loaded up on production or increased capacity. Well, that is everyone but the US Mint. So there is good availability. It is available for immediate delivery and the premiums make it not egregious like they're, they were for a good part of the last few years. So look, Chris, I don't think anything's changed. In fact, I think things are getting more tenuous by the day, in particular as what's happening in the Ukraine and Russia and joint military uh, naval exercises going on right now with China and Russia and South Africa. There are just so many things that should make people take a step back and pause and think that the best laid traditional investment plan should be reevaluated. And this is one of those times and the counterintuitive nature of this market is such that it just makes people scratch their heads sometimes, myself included. But why look a gift horse in the mouth? Honestly, if you are on a, uh, a path towards uh, de-dollarization like the most sophisticated money in the world is, this is as good of a market as we've seen in a very long time. Yeah, another thing I'm curious about is in terms of the percentage of new people versus repeat customers, obviously that might normally be skewed a little bit, but has there been a change in that? Or are you noticing anything different in terms of new people jumping in or how has that progressed? Yes, and, and that's really been the constant theme of the last couple of years is a slow migration into the mainstream. Now, you know, we're talking little dribs and drabs, but when you come from the perspective of someone who's owned a precious metals company for over three decades, where, you know, there was a time when all of my clients were getting older and, and moving on and passing away, where I wondered if the new generation, if there was a new generation out there, if people would ever understand, you know, the, the old analogy, the more things change, the more they stay the same. It was a frightening period of time where we didn't know if that would be the case, but it is. And there are people who are waking up to it. Maybe it has something to do with the proliferation of cryptocurrencies, the awakening, at least to the fact that the road to retirement is not always paved with traditional investments and with dollars. And so there has been, and there continues to be, a good number or percentage of our clients are new clients. And I'm very thankful for that. Yet, it only represents but less than one half of 1% allocation to the whole US financial matrix. So while it is expanding, it's expanding in dribs and drabs, not the the deluge, if you will, of, of a pouring of, of new demand into this industry. And unfortunately, the way human nature works and mass psychology and, and the herd mentality is that it has to 
they have to be awoken to something frightening, tragic, scary, you name it for them, whoever them are, the greater, the greater number of people in this country who, who are traditionalists rather than being contrarians like we are. And I think those people will come, they are coming, but the big influx of that, that drive towards protectionism to, to protecting what you've worked so hard to obtain hasn't happened yet, much to my surprise. And I guess, you know, when you and I have been surrounded ourselves, immersed in this mentality, in this thought process, in this rhetoric, in this information, in this dialect, in the mathematics and the economics, you a Wharton grad who worked on Wall Street, this is so second nature to you. It, it is to me because I've been doing this for 33 years and you wonder why aren't people seeing this? And you know, it's it's the same reason I think that everything is divisive and 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 you're not. It's just a strange time where logic sometimes doesn't permeate the psyche until something really large happens, something significant happens. And um, you know, fortunately, there are some people like yourself who are who are free thinkers who are able to to uh, distinguish themselves from the crowd who are able to cite fundamentals, who are able to see truth. And the problem that you and I both have is we see around corners maybe too soon. We see things long before they actually happen. But when you're basing your thought process on economics, as you do as an economist, in mathematics, as you do as someone who understands math very well, obviously graduating from Wharton and working on Wall Street, and logic, which you're full of, a little sprinkling of old school logic, the things come true. But when you're able to throw variables into the equation the way the establishment is through suppression and overt manipulation on the exchanges, why then it changes the outcome or the, the timing of the outcome, but not the inevitability of it. And, and I really do believe that's why we see countries like India importing 300 million ounces of silver. And that's why we see massive drawdowns by the, off the ETFs and, and, and the London Metals Exchange and COMEX because these people understand it. And you're able to sense it and see it when you're analyzing it as am I, but it doesn't make it easy for the person who's just looking at the, the paint job rather than lifting up the hood to see those fundamentals, take some time, some effort and some conviction, all of which you have. And that's why I think it doesn't make sense to you and I, why this subsidy, which in my opinion acts as if it's a gift, when you're able to buy stuff right now cheaper than any time in the last three years, by and large, people aren't jumping all over it. I think they should, and there is an expansion, but not the expansion that you and I ultimately see happening at the end of the book. Well, I also get it on the other hand where we're looking at a situation where you have the world's reserve currency being debased and you see problems in the horizon, some of which have manifested more than others um but i think that's hard i mean it's hard for me even sometimes where it's like i see a system that seems illogical yet when does that really unfold on a bigger level which is not something that you want to look forward to or, or hope for but um so that's why i, I wonder if to, to go ahead I'm sorry, I was saying, no, you don't want to look forward to it. And you, but how many people understand that the unfunded liability for Social Security has increased from 71 trillion to 75.9 trillion? And that Social Security tells us that it will be fully depleted within the next decade. 
How many people understand that according to the 2022 balance sheet of the U.S. government, that student loans may be a liability to the consumer balance sheet, but it constitutes the largest asset for Uncle Sam of 38.4% of the federal assets? I mean, when you look at things this way, and are, we're broke, we're insolvent, Social Security, which is almost 80 trillion underfunded, isn't even on the, the balance sheet of 31 trillion. And then you add Medicare and Medicaid and government military pensions, we're completely insolvent. And yet we're giving 100 billion to the Ukraine, but not 5 billion to protect our border when 5 million people come in illegally. I mean, all of this stuff goes through my head. I'm like, what are people looking at? Why don't they see this? Maybe this is why we're seeing such mass global de-dollarization. We're seeing the Chinese sell bonds and everyone sell our treasuries because they see the handwriting on the wall and yet the people in this country don't. And it's right there in front of us. And I, I think, you know, a trillion seconds ago was 31,688 years ago. And people are reliant, 50 million Americans are reliant on social security that is nearly $80 trillion underfunded. Do you think we'll ever pay that back? They borrowed money from the civil servants um, uh, retirement fund, the postal retirement fund, and the disabled veterans retirement fund to raise the debt ceiling only to give another 40 billion to the Ukraine. We're so upside down that if people don't understand the importance of being a contrarian right now, you, you can't hit them over the head enough to tell them. And although it will happen, to your point, the masses will come, but that's why so few people ever really succeed in investing because they follow the herd. That's what makes you so unique as you've been out here talking about silver for a long time. And yet people haven't caught on because all they focus on is price. But if price was a determinant of value, then why didn't India just import 300 million ounces last year, more than the entire COMEX universe of which the majority of that 288 million ounces on COMEX is not for sale. This is a time, this is... A, a pivotal time in human history where people need to um, look at, I believe, look at this as an opportunity to protect their family because I think the biggest money in the world is showing you the playbook. They are positioning before it becomes just unobtainium. Now, contrary to what I'm saying, there's lots of availability. That lots of availability amounts to a hill of beans if you talk about the amount of money creation and the amount of money that's out there. And if a couple really big players like Bill Gates decided to buy everything up, he could do so in the blink of an eye. You wonder sometimes why they don't. So sometimes when I say there's good availability and premiums are low, I think you should take that with a grain of salt because it's not like it's the, the, uh, the everlasting fountain of, of metal. It's just finally replenished itself from the depths of three years worth of horrible inventory and high premium. So not like it was prior, you know, to 2019 where things were always available and premiums were always low. It's just finally replenishing the shelves after three years of trying hard just to keep a few things stockpiled without massive delays and premiums, but it's coming. I do believe we will go back to a period of time where product is is difficult to get and premiums are rising when that awakening comes and with all the rate increases with all the craziness going on in the world at some point those rate increases kick in at some point the craziness of the world gets crazier and that's when i think people wake up maybe another year of, of double digit losses in traditional portfolios is what really 
brings that group into the fold. And only a five or a 10% increase in that group would represent a 20 or 30 fold increase in demand in this industry. Well, it'll be interesting to see. I think a lot will depend on how things go with the Fed throughout this year. And uh, I know they're talking a lot about the soft landing and it seems over time like that may be hard to achieve. Although, again, I think that's that's the challenge in analyzing some of these things where the timing is very difficult. And I guess uh, having a long-term horizon on what you see coming and able to plan based on that at least has been helpful to me. So also uh, smiling when you mentioned Bill Gates potentially buying silver, that would certainly be interesting to see. Although did notice that John Paulson is getting back onto his gold bet and uh, an article I was coming across yesterday, I guess, what he made from his gold bet personally and uh, back during the subprime crisis could actually take out the entire Comex silver stash, which not saying that that's about to happen, but just interesting to see because it is a small amount that at least what we see publicly on these stacks there is uh, not a lot. So. Anyway, you know, Andy, one question I don't know, Chris, and maybe you know the answer to this. If a country like India, who imported 304 million ounces last year, if they said to the COMEX, we'll take all 35 million ounces on the registered category, could they do that? Would they allow that? You think the COMEX would say, okay, here you go, and now there are no bars backing the system? My question to you as a silver expert, maybe something you can think about for next week when I try to find out why there are denominations on the coins. I've had very little success in doing that. I'm going to call my U.S. Mint rep and see if I can get to the bottom of it. But what would happen if someone stood for delivery on 35 million ounces of silver, which would render the COMEX, there's nothing there because the rest of it is ineligible. Let's just make the assumption that everything else ineligible isn't for sale. Would the COMEX allow that to happen? And that's really the question that I haven't yet been able to wrap my head around. Maybe you haven't answered that. Don't mean to turn the tables here and be the interviewer, but just thought maybe if you've ever thought about that. I haven't thought about that particular scenario. I'd imagine they would not be in a rush to be doing that. And perhaps we'd see something like similar to 1980 when the Hunt brothers were trying to take silver off the exchange. Uh, Interesting to think of. I'll think about that one over the next week as well. Um, but I would imagine there would be some pushback, perhaps mostly because I remember when uh, hearing the stories about when Sprott was trying to take silver from the COMEX uh, a couple of years ago, at least the rumors were they were kind of given the warning to cool it on that. So, um, Well, look at it this way. At the beginning of Silver Squeeze, there was 420 million ounces, I believe. We've seen over 120, 130 million ounces bled down most of it, I guess, in the registered category. So are we getting to that moment, that point where things start to inflect? Maybe we are, but I guess what I'd like to leave people with this week and thinking about is that we're that close. If that's 10 times what, what, what if India imported almost 10 times what there is backing the COMEX, if the LME says if we see deliveries this year like we did last year, there'll be no silver left. How close are we to that moment where we are proven not just right, but massively right, where, where the, the, the positioning on the COMEX, the commercial banks let the price run instead of hold it back. And I guess we'll have to see, but I think the moral of the story is you could argue in that environment, and I'm not saying this to, to incentivize people through fear, but I mean, just thinking logically, if we're that close to that type of pivotal moment, are we getting close to the end? 
are we getting close to that last minute? So something to think about. We can pick up where we left off next week. I know you have a hard stop. I know you wanted to know if we had a special for this week for the Arcadia listeners, and we do. We have 2022 Silver Maple Leafs. Sorry to look at this. Uh, 2022 Silver Maple Leafs to $3.40 over the price of silver. That's 5 $6 cheaper than they were a few months ago. So they come in tubes of 25 and in sealed boxes of 500. So it's 2022 Silver Maple Leafs, $3.40 over the price of silver. And um, for Arcadia listeners, starting immediately. Well, appreciate that. And it's interesting to see the premiums on those sovereigns come down. And um, people have questions about that. Can email Arcadia at milesfranklin.com. And Andy, uh, appreciate you joining me to share the update on the silver market again this week. And hope you have a good week going forward. And we'll look forward to catching up, see what happens a week from now. Well, thank you, Andy. I appreciate this week's report. Always good to check in with Andy Sheckman to find out what is going on in terms of the premiums and everything else on the retail level of the physical silver market. So hopefully you enjoyed that and found that helpful at home. Before we wrap up, would like to thank BlackRock Silver for bringing us today's show. And BlackRock did have some news out this morning as they have commenced drilling at their Tonopah North Lithium project. That's being done by Tearlock Resources. Mentioned a few weeks ago that after they found their lithium mineralization, that they signed an agreement with Tearlock, who has more of a focus on lithium projects. And the agreement allows for Tearlock to earn up to a 70% interest in the lithium only with BlackRock retaining the rights to any gold or silver in the joint venture. And now they are getting set for the phase one core drill program to confirm the mineralization discovered by BlackRock, in addition to step out drill holes targeting prospective locations throughout the property. Tearlock's planning a one to two ton bulk sample and material from the intervals will also be used for metallurgical testing. Some of the highlights as they get started, core drilling 3,000 meters across 19 planned drill holes, concurrent bulk sampling and metallurgical testing, mapping and targeting for an expanded phase two drill program. They're going to establish the scale and order of magnitude of the lithium barrier formation and follow up on BlackRock's lithium values of 1,217 parts per million within the broad zones of mineralization up to 56.4 meters thick. So congratulations to BlackRock as Tearlock is getting started on the drilling there. I'll leave the link to the press release in the description field below where you can take a look through this. And again, just a positive development for BlackRock as they obviously were not expecting lithium, but certainly was good news in addition to their silver projects. So going to wrap up for today, but thanks again for tuning in and I will see you again tomorrow. 